getting to know Felicity Azara on Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast. I was listening to an episode of Sex Work BB. The episode was titled Getting to Know Kyra Kane. And I thought to myself, well, I want my listeners to know where I'm coming from, why I'm doing this. I feel like people would return time and time again if they were explained why I have credibility to be talking about this in the first place. I'm a sex worker. I've been doing sex work since December of 2017. And as I film this, it is October of 2019. So I've been doing this for almost two years. My Patreon is meant for sex workers. I mean, normal civilians could still learn a lot through listening to this podcast. I was born in this one small town in California, and I spent 13 years of my youth in this suburban, middle-of-nowhere-nothing-to-do kind of town. There was maybe one or two restaurants throughout the entire town. It was predominantly white. I lived in one of the few diverse neighborhoods, so I had the privilege of attending culturally diverse schools from age 4 all the way to age 18. This episode does have some trigger warnings for abuse, sexual violence, domestic assault. I don't really have a close relationship with my parents. I feel more loved from my grandparents than I do my own parents. A huge reason why I prioritize my job right now, which is sex work, over schoolwork, which I probably should be prioritizing, is because I am struggling to become financially independent in one of the most expensive places to live in America. So I'm a survivor of so many different forms of abuse, like physical, emotional, verbal, sexual. Most people think that it's the sexual violence or physical violence that gets me the most, but it's not. It's the emotional. I got my first job when I was 17. I was working at a special events venue in the town I grew up in. I loved that job so much, even though it was a minimum wage job. I worked there for three years. It was seasonal, so I was just working late spring, summer, and early fall. I loved that job so much because I was doing different things every single day. I wasn't just standing in place for eight consecutive hours. There was so much to learn and every day I expected different things because I was meeting hundreds of different people and I wouldn't meet the same person again until a summer later. And it was really sweet when people remembered me. My second job I got when I was 18, it was only one and a half months long, but it was still incredibly rewarding and I still have many memories. I was working as a camp counselor for this one summer camp. My older sister recommended it to me, and so I joined that season about two weeks late. So I used to be a cafeteria employee contracted by Aramark. My college used to have all of their food imports facilitated by this big-ass greedy corporation who abused the shit out of me. They refused to give me my IRS papers so that they could get away with 
not paying me. And when I did get my paycheck, after working full-time for a month, it was only $200 when I expected at least $275. So glad that I resigned after one month, but I still had to wait yet another month to receive my paycheck. I don't want to think about that right now. My fourth vanilla job was in retail. I worked at this one retail store for about five months. It was mostly a weekends job. I started out in December, so it was the holiday season. I was working weekdays because I didn't have school. No, I did not get paid holiday hours. Those only applied for the actual holidays like Black Friday and Christmas and New Year's. I started doing sex work a few months after my third vanilla job. I got my driver's license in July when I was 18 years old and less than a month later I accidentally totaled my mother's car on top of college tuition and I was staying on campus during my freshman year of college there was also this Toyota Highlander that became a new issue with my family and I did have PTSD after my first car accident I wanted to start out with sugaring and I am so glad I never followed through with that because I say this as someone who has experience with so many different genres of sex work and to this day I still think that sugaring is the hardest genre so I wanted to start sugaring in August when I was 18 didn't actually do sex work until December of 2017 I started out with selling nudes on Facebook. During my first month, I made 200 bucks and I did get some custom video requests. I still have the video and it's the first ever custom I've ever emailed to someone. One person did ask me to send them an audio file of me doing a JOI. That never followed through. And to this day, I still have never sold just an audio file. I'm open to doing it. I created my premium Snapchat within my first month of sex work. So I did it maybe one week before my 19th birthday. It started out with just me posting nudes that I would take months beforehand. I lived on campus at my college. I shared a room with two other people. So it was really hard to masturbate. Occasionally on the weekends, I would be in my parents' house where I got to have my own room. I rarely recorded any cum shows, and back then I only had my fingers. In January and February of my 19th year of living on this earth, I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. One of them was a Findom Facebook group. I remember posting one post, and I believe it was just my legs and feet in stockings. I was sent 45 bucks. That was how much an eight-month subscription to my premium Snapchat was. Starting out, I think my tiers were one month, two months, four months, six months, and eight months. People only bought the eight months. Oh wait, my bad. I was tributed 40 bucks from my first ever Findom customer. That was the first time anyone ever referred to me as Goddess Felicity. In late February, when I was 19, I got an account on this one app called Friendly, where it's typically girls are getting paid by guys for phone sex and video chatting and texting back and forth. My bio, when I first started, it was the only ethical form of consumption under capitalism is eating ass. 
I did one video chat in February of 2018. I remember I wasn't wearing my bra and when I finally turned on my camera on my cell phone, it was not zoomed in on his genitals. It was just his face and I was like, oh, sorry about that. But then he said, no, that's okay. You can keep it there. I don't mind looking at that. So I did one video chat that was about two minutes long in February. I didn't do any more video chats on Friendly until after a couple of months. After I started routinely using Friendly, I was averaging about a hundred bucks a month. As Friendly died down and tried to become a more vanilla dating app, I started making around 10 bucks a month. I started escorting and professionally cuddling within the same month, March of 2018. I saw this one comment on Facebook and someone said, get a Tinder and only swipe right on couples. I think it was a Facebook group about sex work for newbies and the thread was about escorting. So that's how I got the idea of becoming an escort only for couples. I only slept with one couple and that to this day is the only threesome I've ever had. I got an account on this one app called Threesummer. I don't know if it's still around, but the time I did have an account, there were not many people close to me. The closest people to me were I think about 50 miles away. I paid 60 bucks to use the premium version of this app and I didn't get any customers. The day after my first threesome was my very first professional cuddling appointment. Starting out, I charged only 65 bucks an hour and then after about five months or six months, I started charging 80 bucks an hour. I think it's been over a year since I last raised my rates, but the last time I raised my rates, I raised them to 100 bucks an hour. I'm thinking about raising them to 120 bucks an hour for late nights, weekend, and scheduling the day of. That March, I also started doing paid dates. I saw this one Tumblr user post about how she made 200 bucks using What's Your Price. The way What's Your Price works is a man promises a woman that he's going to pay her this much to go on a date with him, but that is only for the first date. The website is kind of like if a vanilla website like eHarmony or Match and a sugar website like Seeking Arrangement came together and had a love child. I'll create an entire podcast episode purely on what's your price. In April of 2018, I bought my Hello Kitty Polaroid camera and from then on I started selling my sexy Polaroids for about 10 bucks for one, 15 for two, 20 for three, and so on and so forth. At some point along the way, I started selling used underwear. My first customer bought only one pair of undies, but then my next customer bought $250 worth of used underwear. I recently uploaded a video to Minivids of me dancing in 12 different pairs of underwear, and that's not all of it. I definitely have more than 12 to sell. I think after a year of having a premium Snapchat, I noticed people don't want to buy lower tier Snapchat memberships. So I finally decided to offer a lifetime access for 45 bucks. I saw this one ad on Instagram for this company called Pops. It's based in France and they make custom holograms. I read through the terms and conditions. They allow PG-13 content. So I ordered some custom holograms and they came out great. I got so many for such a low price. It shipped very quickly from France and I'm in the US. 
So far, no one has bought any of my holograms. I have an entire Dropbox folder full of all the holograms I still have in my inventory. You can also buy on other platforms such as my Unblur Media Store. I've tried several times in the past to sell foot stuff to foot fetish people. I've had no luck so far, but I'm not giving up hope. So if you would like to buy used shoes or used socks or wipes that I wiped on my feet, contact me. I think the two most popular phone sex websites are Sext Panther and Night Flirt. I have accounts on both. I don't use Night Flirt. They're pretty different. So the way Sext Panther works is here are the rates for texting, here are the rates for pictures, here are the rates for videos, here's the rate for calling. Go nuts. Whereas with Night Flirt, there's an entire menu like for this much per minute, I will talk down on you because I'm a dominatrix and you're my little bitch dog and other menu items like GFE. I'm your long distance girlfriend. We're just talking sweetly on the phone about how much we miss each other. So Night Flirt is menu based. Sex Panther does have a menu too, but I don't view it as such. I promise I'll get around to doing Night Flirt. I think I'll use my Sex Panther for like GFE and Night Flirt for more Findom stuff, but I'm not going to just reject someone if they want to be my fin sub on Sext Panther. In September, I started offering cash meets. I can do an entire podcast episode about cash meets, but it does fall under the category of submissive, usually men wanting to spoil women either at the ATM or at a shopping mall. I have yet to have anyone book me for a cash meet. I do ask for a $60 deposit and a $300 minimum. I also do dual cash meets with other findoms. If you search up cash meet on Twitter, you will find a lot of ball busting videos. Currently, the only clip site I sell videos on is Minivids. I have applied for I Want Clips and Amateur Porn, which is now called AP Clips. They said they would get back to me within a week, but neither of them have, so many vids it is. In October, I filmed five videos and uploaded four. I'm still editing my pubic hair trimming video. I will sell pubic hair clippings on my Unblur Media store, my mini vids store, and you could also buy using a payment app. I would like to start camming. I have talked to my boyfriend about it because I know a lot of couples do couple cam shows and I would still do solo shows. I got approved on Chatterbait. I can afford a Logitech webcam, but I currently don't have a good space to film. I want to have an aesthetic cam room. I want to have that prize wheel I know a lot of cam girls have. I'd like to have a Lush and a Paddle and way more sex toys. There's probably a lot of cam girls in the SF Bay Area, but I don't know any. And I want to film dual cam shows. I would tell you what kind of episodes you can look out for in the future, but I already listed, I think, over 10 different episode topics. So stay tuned. I'm still looking for an artist to do the podcast logo. I'm currently doing a research paper in my methodology class about sex work. So if you are a sex worker, please email me so I can interview you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Felicity Azara, and you have been listening to episode 0.5 of Pro Cuddle Hustle.